What's your price to work exclusively as a nude model at a public arts college for one year? Or to get in the ring and go one round with a pro boxer? Or to have no physical contact with another person for three years? Let's find out. Great questions, Linz. And you know what that means. It's time to play Human Values, your weekly stop for logical debates about illogical questions. Here to give each hypothetical of the dialectical, put the O in comedy game show, and teach you to shave when it's time for the rave. We're your hosts, Aaron Ruben Corney and Lindsay Hicks. Also joining us today is a very special guest, podcast host, coffee entrepreneur, and accomplished porn star, Alexis Fox. Hey guys, just a heads up, if you have any child ears listening, maybe think twice about that because we are going to get in some graphic adult content. It's going to be a bit of a sex-based T-Rex. Okay, let's dive into this put. We are happy to welcome, nay, thrilled to welcome, the podcast host, the coffee entrepreneur, and accomplished porn star, Alexis Fox. Hi! Hi. Hi. It's so good to see you. It's so good to see you guys, too. We're thrilled to have you on. Everyone should know that we are just excited to talk about everything. You've got an awesome weekly podcast, High as Fox, that's available everywhere. You've got this awesome coffee brand, High AF Coffee, where we heard you donate to a charity fund. Is that right? I have in the past. Yeah. It just sometimes it's cool to do. It's just like, you know, it's, it's a fun little project for me. And it's good to give when you can give. So sometimes I do that on occasion or I'll see a good cause and we'll donate. And I donate all the time, though. It's like like an ongoing thing, whether it's my time, money, or just I think this year alone, I donated like three couches because fans will buy me stuff. And I'm just like, okay, well, we got another couch. So let's uh, who wants a couch? (laughs) Nothing like a couch tax write off. You've done everything and been all over the porn industry. You're AVN's MILF Performer of the Year, two-time recipient. Actually, the list of all the awards you've gotten is pretty lengthy. So the real question is, and I really want to ask this pointedly to you, is what percent of the time are you doing porn versus what percent of the time you're trying to move couches? (laughs) Well, back in the day when I was building my brand, I probably spent like, you know, I was shooting a lot. You know, you shoot anywhere between 15, 20, maybe 25 times a month or scenes a month, right? Now it's a lot less just because I've built the brand. I'm also contracted, so I'm guaranteed a certain amount of scenes each month, which works out perfectly because now with OnlyFans and all these other subscription sites and content creation, which helps lead to more subscriptions, you need that extra time to do all that. What's the world of OnlyFans like for professionals now? Because it's changed a lot, right? It's changed a lot, but I'm... I'm killing it. Like we're killing it on there. I mean, it's a great, it's a great source, great subscription. I think what helps is that most of us are on there. So it just drives all the traffic there, right? It's really put a lot of money in our hands, a lot of power and saying where, what, and who we want to work with. So instead of working 15, 20 days a month to build your brand, now you can probably work less and still work mainstream porn. It allows a lot of creativity in your own hands and it's fun. I enjoy it. I love uh, creating for my sites. It's just, it's, it's exciting. And then the, it's funny whenever, you know, your fans, your fans send it, like the custom request is where it gets interesting. Ooh. And it's, it's so funny. It's like, you want me to do what in two minutes? You want me to put on cowboy boots, dance for you, strip for you, do this, this, that, and the other in two minutes. Honey, you needed to buy more time. Like. <laughs> so do you spend those two minutes just lecturing them instead? 
It depends. Sometimes for the cock ratings I do just because I request certain materials. I do it as a Dr. Fox. I was like, because I was like cock ratings. I'm like, first of all, most of your dicks look the fucking same. So what am I going to do? Spend five minutes talking about the same shit every time? <laughs> I can't do that to myself. I'd be like, oh my God, you know? So I, so for me to make it interesting and also give me material to talk about, I require certain things to be sent in for your cock rating, right? So what I do is Dr. Fox. I'm the, the founder of the Erection Institute. And you send in your cock. Uh, I want a soft pick, a hard pick, because I want to see if you're a grower or a shower. So that's something to talk about, right? It's really important. Yeah. yeah. You know, don't be just trying to like cheat it out and hold it tight at the end and make it look bigger. Bitch, I know what you're doing. <laughs> I want a couple different POVs. I want, you know, a POV of, you know, you looking down at your dick. I want a side view because I want to see the scrotum. I want to see the ball size compared to your dick. Some people's balls are way bigger than their dick, you know, especially when it's soft. It's funny. It's like you can almost like I if I was a dude and I had a small dick, I would take the skin of my scrotum and hide my penis just for fun. What is like the average dick rating you like to you think you give? Like what do the dicks of the world come out to in your opinion? You know, I am nice in some ways unless they ask for a sm- you know, like unless I ask for humiliation and then I just let it rip. I think I probably stick around an 8 or an 8.5 most of the time as probably the average dick rating I give. You know, I'm not trying to rip out their fucking souls unless I'm asked to. That comes with a price. It's like buying a Mercedes. It's just like an upgrade, you know? Like, oh, you want me to humiliate you? That's going to be that. Yeah, it's just probably about an 8 or 8.5 is most of the time. I like that number. I have a question. When it comes to consuming pornography, what do you think is the most ethical way to do that? And also, alternatively, what is the least ethical way to do that? If you want to directly pass the buck to us, subscribe to our sites. And then subscribe to whatever your favorite sites are. Just just subscribe. Be part of the the process. The least ethical ethical, to steal our shit. You know, like if, if I see my OnlyFans content on something else, then I know someone ripped me off. Like, that's not cool. Or, you know, it's weird. And I kind of stopped even doing IG lives for a couple different reasons. A, the way people can figure out where you are, like where you travel, especially if you like go the same way every day. People are actually able to pinpoint like street signs and landmarks. Whoa. They've got ways. It's kind of crazy. So I've done it, did it for that reason. And also people are taking my live IGs and I'm not the only one they do this to, but I, they're putting it on YouTube and they're getting like mass followings where they they could be getting paid off of that shit and i'm just like that's not cool man that's like it's messed up it's just lame that's fucking like buy my shit like i got legit products engagement rings and i'm like bro come on oh you guys i also made a wine i made a melbeck this year isn't that crazy or last year i actually made it what you made a wine how do you do that i bought a barrel there's a winery and i bought a barrel and made a, a melbeck it's 100% South African Melbeck grapes. It's currently sitting in my living room slash storage room until I can uh, get the labels put on it. I want that. I want to buy it from you. I can send that to you. Yeah. So I'm calling it Lilith's Blood, right? So it's like the, because it's like a woman demon, right? So fucking cool. I love it. And the label will be really long fingernails squeezing the grapes <gasps> as it drips into a glass of like the blood, right? I'm obsessed. It's exclusive 240 bottles. Every label would be labeled one out of 240. <gasps> and I'm going to sign it as well. So the point of it is I can't, I don't have a liquor lighter, so I'm going to be giving it out as gifts to certain people and at random and everything like that. And just think about it. In 5, 10, 20 years, you can open that bottle of wine. So 
much like a wine that ages to be beyond fine, there's also this thing called game. It's, it's a cultural anthropological gem that's been shaped by the pressures of humanity and society to become this rich, fervent, voluptuous thing that leads to bonding and humor. And we'd like you to play with us if you're okay with the fact that what I said was all bullshit. Okay, cool. Yeah, let's do it. I didn't, it didn't feel like bullshit to me. Yeah, I thought you were talking right from your heart, Bram. I was, I was. <laughs> all right. Alexis, we're going to play human values with you. Okay, let's do it. And we're going to have a blast. The rules are simple, okay? Lindsay's going to tee up three hypothetical questions, and then it's just up to each of us to talk it out and figure out, this is important, the least amount of money we'd accept to do the deed. And then we see our answers compare with the audience. Like the bare minimum. Okay. Yeah. Sound good? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Lindsay, uncork this fine Malbec and pour us a sip. Ooh, I'm going to decant this baby and really get all the notes out. Lindsay, I think you decan. Thank you so much, Aaron. Okay, guys, what's your price to work exclusively as a nude model at a public arts college for one year? <laughs> no other work. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you exactly where I went when you asked that, by the way, is just stamina. I don't know about you guys, but I can't hold a pose for very long. Like, like I'd get tired just keeping an arm out like that for like 30 minutes. Oh, good thought. Good thought. I wasn't even thinking about the pose. I mean, definitely if I'd have to do a relaxed pose. I was just considering the dollar amount. And I'm like, well, that would be low because that just sounds fun. It does sound kind of fun. Sounds like I get some dates out of that shit. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like there's no secrets left. After someone's like scrutinized your body for a half hour painting you, you're like, do you like it or not? Yeah. It's like, here it is. You're up and close. Thanks for painting about every hair follicle. Really appreciate that. Let's talk about it. Would that be the only job I have? Yes. You can only do that exclusively. Do I have any ma money saved up beforehand? <laughs> You had to start tomorrow where you are right now. I'm just calculating in my head. Like, do I have enough in my bank to survive <laughs> for a couple of years? So apparently it's not too bad. It's not the best thing ever. But like I was looking it up. It's about 15 to $20 an hour to be oh, a really? community arts college model for this. So it's not bad. As a nude model, that's what they're getting paid is only 20 bucks an hour. Yeah. So the way you're being interviewed for it is apparently how clever are you at coming up with different poses and then holding them for a long amount of time. And that's the interview process is figuring out people who can do that and be creative in the way that they pose their body for people to paint. Oh, that's interesting. I should really go and try that. <laughs> I kind of want to do this. as like, I kind of want to like, I never, like I never knew. There's a college in town. I wonder if I could check out their arts. A little side hustle. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, this doesn't, so this sounds kind of great to me. I mean, obviously you'd have to have enough to like afford your life for a year. But see, that's not a very hard one for me too because I'm already naked all the time. So, you know, I live my life pretty much nude and more than likely half of these college kids probably have seen my ass naked. So maybe I think differently if I've never been nude, but it didn't really take much for me to do a blowjob the first time for money, so... But if you're doing it in person with these these students too, isn't that different? Like you're going to be sitting there. Is there a different kind of vulnerability you think in the work you you do professionally versus you're going to be there nude while people in detail in person in front of you are scrutinizing every inch of you and trying to make art out of it? Yeah, but they scrutinize me anyway, being on camera. They, they still scrutinize, you know, your pictures, whether it's on IG or where, you know, I mean, come on, some of the comments that you see on Pornhub or something like 
well, I didn't really like her hair color. Like, who gives a fuck, bro? Like, that's really what you're looking at? Like, whatever. Or blah, blah, blah. Or I wish she would shave her pussy hair off. Like, I don't give a fuck what you like. I don't I don't even think twice about that. So being scrutinized, I don't, you know, that's on them. That's not me. I would be very comfortable in that position, sitting back and just doing what I needed to do for them to do their art. And I have such a huge appreciation for art as it is, not just in what I do, but in art in general. I have a couple of favorite artists that paint nude women and different things like that. And why not? I mean, to me, when you said that, it's something I would almost like volunteer to do if I had another source of income like I do, or if I had money saved up just because it would just be part and be pretty cool of the process. And plus, who knows who's really going to paint you and where they're going to be in a few years. And that might be a masterpiece hanging up in an art museum one day. So that's like all the things I think about. Interesting. Is that weird? No. No, I think that's really cool. <laughs> you guys got really quiet. I was like, oh, shit. We're thinking. You made us think. <laughs> I'm feeling so inspired. But like to me, I look at it as a really cool opportunity. And who knows how you meet? And I, I don't know. I'm a big lover of art and being nude and naked. I mean, the naked body in itself is fucking beautiful. When I heard this, I got very scared because I am a very modest person. And I feel like it would be very challenging for me, I would just be afraid. I'm sure after like your first couple times, though, you're like, whatever. And you aren't really thinking about it that much. I just keep thinking that like, if you're doing this for a year, probably by like the second month, you're going to be like, ah, whatever, robes off and who gives a shit. We'd be bent over, spreading your butt cheeks, be like, take a look at this. And that's how <laughs> I'll know. <laughs> I don't know if that's what community arts students are coming for, but that's a niche. That's how you'll know how comfortable you are. Can I ask you guys, this This might be a little too graphic to ask both of you, so I apologize in advance. Ask it. If you're going to be a nude model at a community arts college, what kind of robe are you thinking of showing up in? Oh, I'm silky smooth. I got a silky smooth robe. Yeah, I've got a fluffy, comfy white one with my name on the back, so I definitely would show up in that one. Oh, that's smart. Like a boxing? Yeah. So wait, you have a, a fuzzy robe with your name on the back, like in big font? Yeah. Browsers actually got it for us. A bunch of us contract uh, performers uh, got our got our got robes with our name on it, which is cool because, you know, you're sitting up in a makeup chair or something like that. You bring your robe with you and now you're comfy and you don't have any lines. And that's something you want to think about if you're nude modeling for the college students. Right. You want to think about, you know, if I wear jeans, you're going to have jean lines. They're going to paint that into you. That doesn't look. Oh, yeah. That's not going to be flattering or you might be like what the fuck what is that oh it's my jean lines and think about like i don't know about you but i love to eat so i'm always getting jean lines around my belly button you know like where it all snaps isn't they're way too fucking tight especially if you've like been in the car you're driving you're sitting yeah car you're sitting i'm eating way too much because i'm high you know all that shit (laughs) you got to think about all that stuff so you want to have smooth you want to wear something that's not going to leave lines on you as this person's either painting you, taking photos of you, whatever that uh, artistic expression that they're doing of you. Something I'd never considered. Wow, this is valuable. Would tweed be too rashy? Yes. Oh, God, you wouldn't want to sit and fucking tweed. Fuck that. No, you don't want tweed. I would love it. You would love tweed? Ah! Oh, a tweed robe with a pipe? No. <laughs> a, a tweed robe with a pipe? Okay, get a flannel, call it a day. A tweed? <laughs> oh, that sounds so uncomfortable. Tweed or flannel robe with a pipe and some good patching on it? Okay, flannel would be nice and soft, but tweed is like, sounds rough and itchy. It just sounds like, 
like everybody's like ooh wool and well after a while wool gets itchy and gross like you can't sweat right in it that's another thing you want to think about stuff that you know if you're going to be sitting around in a robe do you want to be all sweaty which actually is kind of hot you know it depends on you want to get oiled up you want to be comfortable oh yeah obviously i'd had fun with this experience Am I talking you into it? <laughs> kind of. Actually, Alexis, you're making it sound really fun. I'm like, yes, there's the artistic approach to it because my automatic reaction was like, oh, God, I'm going to be so embarrassed. But now I'm like, OK, you get over it. You make it fun for yourself. You try to, like, really make the most out of it. I mean, now at this point, I'm just like, what's the bare minimum I need to be able to, like, pay my bills and have a little bit like a little bit of a safety net for if shit gets weird? to for this year where I can't do any other work. You know what I mean? Right. My number is formulating. I think I'm close to having my number. Do you guys have one? Well, I'm just thinking about the fact that these are a bunch of 20 year olds that I'll never meet again. So who cares yeah. what they think also? Yeah. Right. Like at the very worst, they don't care. And at the very best, they love it. They're 20 years old at a community arts college. They're thinking about the economy. They're thinking about what to do with their careers and their futures. They're not thinking about anything other than, I like that pose. I, I appreciate that you did a Popeye the Sailor Man pose with a can of spinach naked for me to paint. Thank you. Like, that's what they're thinking. I, I call it the Captain Morgan. Yeah, I do the Captain Morgan all the time as a joke. Well, potato, potato. <laughs> yeah. The price to me doesn't seem too bad. It'd be different, I think, for Lindsay and I versus you, Lexus, since it's not a huge deviation in your life, probably career-wise versus I think- It'd be an easy slide over. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think to take a year off from what I do and then come back in and try to explain what I was doing for a year is such a tangent. I would like to hear how you would explain that. So what did you do for the last year? Well, I was naked in front of a bunch of 20-year-olds. I did different poses with cans of spinach. Don't make me explain why. I'm confident in who I am. And you know <laughs> what? I got a lot of rashes from my tweed robe, and uh, it inspired me to take it off, which is what I needed. Yeah. I feel like there's a spin that you're missing. You're missing, like, I worked in an art program at a college. It was incredibly rewarding, and I made deep, intimate connections with many of the students there. That's exactly what I'm That's what I would say. That's the spin. Yeah, that's a total great spin. I love it. I made very intimate connections. <laughs> intimate connections. I revealed parts of myself in that job that I never thought I would. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's because it's also so anonymous. There's just nothing. There's no real stakes to it versus like, it could be wrong again for you, but like your friends and family all know what you do. I wouldn't want any of them attending to paint me. <laughs> Yeah, that would make it a little awkward. I have an overzealous Jewish mother. So like I'm worried oh, that she Jesus. would show up and be in the class and be turning to women in there being like, what do you think? He's single. What do you think? And me just being really uncomfortable. <laughs> you want to go out with my son? I can imagine. Oh, my God, that would be so great. There should be a camera on her the whole time. You can tell I feed him well. I'll feed you well. Yes. I don't um, know. I mean, Lindsay and I have talked about hosting this podcast at community arts colleges while naked, but we're not there yet. Not quite, but maybe one day. I'm feeling more confident even now just thinking about it. So, I mean, we'll consider it. Yeah. Do you have an idea of a number, either of you? Here's my number. $85,000. I'm not joking. When I say my number right before you said that, I thought 80. I think that's the lowest I could accept and still like pay my bills and have like, if something terrible went wrong medically, at least be able to cover a part of it outside of my insurance. You know what I mean? This is assuming that insurance is included in this job. Yeah. If you're working with that school. 
God, you guys have good numbers. I can't even think of a number. I was like, I don't know, 15 bucks an hour sounds fine. Because <laughs> I'm like, Jesus, are we talking about my bills right now? Or would my life be downsized? Do you want to join us at 85? Around 85 to 100 grand for sure. I think that's what I'm comfortable with. Let's maybe put you at like a cool 92 to keep it in the middle. Oh, I like a 92. A cool 92. Do you want a little insight into how our audience poll went and what our listeners wanted to do? Oh my God. Yes. Yes. We're looking here at a high of about 3% of our listeners that were polled said a hundred million dollars. A hundred million dollars. A listener named Jacob said, my plan is to make my price so high that a public arts college could never afford it. So that's, that's a cop out. That's a cop out. That's bull. And then another 3% or so of our audience said closer to $5,000, including one listener B who said, I don't look good nude and would definitely get made fun of secretly. So $5,000 for the emotional damages. That doesn't seem like enough for a whole year. Is she talking like, or he talking about like $5,000 this session? They said for the year. So this person just really, in a sense, it's kind of interesting. It's a backhanded compliment to themselves because it's like, oh, I'm worth free, but I just want some therapy. Yeah, I just want some therapy. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. Okay, so one person on Reddit, Johnny Nemo said half a million dollars, quote, price is not based on personal shame, but on the requirement that I do only that for work. I currently make $180,000 base, so I'd have to quit that job, do this job, and then derail my career for some length of time. Oh, so you put some thought into it. Interesting. Yeah. A lot of these other comments are about body positivity. One person talked about being uh, trans and having dysphoria struggles and not thinking they're attractive. So you have to pay them to offset it. It's lots of that kind of thinking. Oh, wow. So I think there's a lot of good in the way that you started talking about it, that everyone in their own way is beautiful. And I think there's a lot of affirmation you gave there. I truly believe that. I think everyone is absolutely beautiful. I don't know, maybe just because I do what I do and I'm just very open about everything. Like, I don't know, like people's bodies are interesting and I like the rawness of it. I think in the spirit of self-love and self-acceptance, let's talk about doing a little bit of damage to yourself. Lindsay? All right, guys. What's your price to get in the ring and go one round with a pro boxer? (laughs) It's going to put me out of my work. (laughs) Yeah. Punched by a pro boxer? Fuck. That could completely break your face. I took one kickboxing class and it was very emotionally relieving for me. However, I punched a bag for a while. I didn't learn how to defend myself. I think it's it's an art to know how to defend yourself from punches coming in like that. And I don't know how to do it. So I would be very, very much at risk. And like, I don't know much about boxing, but how do you know when it's over? Is it when somebody falls down or passes out? Well, you're only going one round with them. So in a theory... What's around? A certain amount of time. It's like three minutes. Three minutes? I do three minute rounds throughout the hour when I box with my trainer. Do you box a lot? I box at least once a week. Um, I would love to box more. It just depends on my schedule and stuff like that because I, I do a variety of different types of mobility exercises, a lot of big weight lifting um, exercises. Boxing is how I do my cardio and stuff like that. But still, even with a little bit of small training that I've had, getting in a, in a ring with, uh, like I sponsor a pro boxer, actually. I sponsor a light uh, featherweight junior. Which one? It's 5-0 and o right now, Floyd Cashflow Diaz. In fact, I just spoke to his dad today. He's been on my podcast a couple times. He's 19 and 
I would not want that motherfucker hitting me at all. Like, he would break my face. Like, he knows, like, their punches are coming through you so fast. Even if, like, ducking or blocking or doing the things that, you you know, we train and we learn how to do, I'm a flat-out ass amateur. I don't know if I'd have the, I don't know if I would be able to block that. It's really what's your price to take a demolishing strength punch to the face is really what all this comes down to. Many of them. Possibly many. Can you take many? I'd go down in one hit from a pro boxer. That's reconstruction surgery. And now who fucking knows what that means? Yeah, you don't know. That would put me out. I'm thinking recovery time, surgeries, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Putting this back to putting it back close to square one. Because like once I've broken it, like it's never back to square one, right? Yeah. Yeah. So then it's like, what if you're losing out on work for your work specifically? For my work, it's a little, well, actually, no, I'm trying to do acting stuff again. I might not ever be able to go back to work. Yeah. I mean, I got to have to think about that. Might be my full last flat retirement done because. Oh, <gasps> wow. Yeah. You no, know, you're done. That changes everything. At that point, you're going to community arts colleges to be a nude model. Or would I? Because also, you know, not the meaning that the boxer would mean to put you out in a damaging way of paralyzing or something like that. But you could look, like, you know, if you're not used to taking a body shot or taking a shot like that. Whew, that's more than just bones crunching at that point. I think I would want to get a pro boxer do a round of chess boxing. What's chess boxing? It's a lot bigger in Europe than it is here. But chess boxing is where you do a round of chess and then a round fisticuffs and then a round of chess, round of fisticuffs. It's like a real thing. It's a real sport, chess boxing. So I think I would try and get to do a pro boxer do a round with me of chess boxing and trick them into doing a round that's the chess round. And then I'm just doing a round of chess with a boxer. And if you got me to do that, I would do that for a few thousand dollars just to get the money in. But if it's taking a full shot to the face, you're risking death. Does that mean you got to think like that's that's death that could be paralyzed? That could be all kinds of sort, you know, like that you had to really kind of plan for all of it. Is it in the tens of millions then? The pain, the suffering, the reconstructive. Some people, the first surgery doesn't work. So there may need to be multiple to get your face back right. And you can't work when you are in recovery like that. And if you're trying to do anything where your face is necessary, then like that's really hard. And also the emotional anguish, it may make working a regular job really hard. However, you could write a book about your experience and make some money off of that book. You might not be able to work ever again. You might be done. There's a chance you could never work again. So like how much money do you really need without being extravagant? How much money do you really need to survive the rest of your life? Say if I'm 36 and I live till 100, that's 64 years of survival that I would need to do to have a place to live and healthcare and food and caretakers, caretakers, all of that. And that is a lot of money over time. It's a lot of fucking money. And training before this doesn't matter, right? Because if you're training, there's no real amount of training at our, especially at our ages. If we were like all like 16 and saying like this, it's like, okay, give me 10 years to become like a champ. And then maybe, maybe you could survive a punch. Guys, I got a number. I got a number and I'm pretty excited about it. I was thinking about our last challenge because I was really like, how much do I need to live? which was $85,000 a year. So I just multiplied 85,000 by 64, which is the possible number of years I have left on this planet should everything go really right for me. And that is $5.4 million. Man, my, my number was a lot higher than yours. Mine too. At first shot, 
not even calculating or thinking about like what I would need to live on or surgeries or anything. Like I was up in like 500 million. Oh, maybe that's extravagant, but there's a lot of shit. There's a chance that you're like hooked up to things. Yeah, it's expensive. And you're not on insurance at that point. You have to get your own insurance out of pocket. Yeah. Who's going to carry you with all those problems? Oh, yeah. I didn't think about insurance. Yeah. So I was closer up to 500 million at least. 500 million. So I'm a little in between both of you. Let's say $40 million because I'm thinking about how I'm going to be hooked up to monitors. I'm already recovering from a sports injury in my neck. So that's already been pretty rough. And so the idea of adding this to something that I'm already getting physical therapy and treatment for, I think I'm going to be out of commission because I'm already have a, a pretty bad neck from sports injuries. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So like I'd say... A combination of being stupid, young, skateboarding, and snowboarding. So it'll do it. Fun stuff, though. I remember when I was younger, I would go skateboarding, and I would just love just falling face down in the cement and laughing about it. Yeah, I'm going to say $40 million. I'm going to be messed up. I'm going to be being taken care of by three different nurses, each named Sally, regardless of gender. And I'm going to insist on it with that kind of money. And... Yeah, I think I'll just spend my time hooked up to machines, trying to live the happiest life I can, drinking as much coffee as I can to stay productive and trying to write the next great American novel. Oh, there you go. I love that for you. Thank you. Do we want to see what our audience had to say? Yes, definitely. Yeah, let's do it. A small slice, about a percent, said a billion. That's understandable. I figured somebody would say that. Almost 3% of our audience said there's just no amount of money, which is, of course, acceptable too. a lot of quotes here about it'd be fun, but there's just no money. I just think the pain would be so much. Oh, my God. Yeah, but a majority of our audience, 66% of our audience put under a million dollars. Under a million? One person said half a million and said, I think with the proper training and equipment, I could go around in the ring. Not that I think I'd win, but I also would assume the other guy's deliberately trying to give me a concussion. Half a million and I'm totally in. And that's because I would have to drop everything to train and stuff. One Reddit user, Transcend Human 2, said $20. They said, what? according to Encyclopedia Britannica, a match can end when one boxer decides they're done. I just ditch immediately. Make 20 bucks. That's amazing that's so true because there is I, I i don't remember the boxer's name actually my business partner does but there was like the, it was like the shortest fight in history i think they like just went boom and the guy was like walked out of the ring it's like under a second so he does have a he has a point there that's valid yeah that that's a really good one that is a very hot tip i'm very glad i know that yeah that's a great tactic well we talked some punching, time to crack our knuckles, tighten our buckles, and kick the third hit. Lindsay, you want to throw the third blow? Yeah, let's do this. What's your price to have no physical contact with another person for three years? Ugh. Does my past relationship count? Ooh, Ooh snap. <laughs> Sick burn. <laughs> um, no. Uh, so no physical at all contact with anybody? No physical contact with anybody for three years. Man, that's sad. Whew. I'm building a hug robot. Is that legal? Can you hug robots? The first thing I'm doing is I'm going to, Alexis, I'm going to swing by your place and borrow your fluffy robe. And I'm going to get a robot and I'm going to throw that robe on the robot. Hey, I got fake pussies here. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> you can hug those too. I mean, put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> 
put that on a white van and drive around LA. Oh my God. That is the most beautiful quote I think we've had on this show. I think the best part was the plural. You didn't just say you have one, you have multiple. You got many fake pussies. I have them in my other room. I have some, I have a whole box in the garage. But I feel like just beyond sexual touching, there's parts of it that I would really love. Like there's a lot of people that touch me in real life that I'm like, don't ever, I hate that you just touched me. I don't like that. Like in public or like on the train or like I was once at the Abbey in WeHo, which is a notoriously terrible spot, but a man licked me from my elbow to my shoulder. And it was one of the worst experiences for me. Why was he that close? That's so weird. It was like a real deep, like a full tongue lick. And I wish that that had never happened because it was very terrible for me. But like there's some physical contact I would be very grateful to not ever have to deal with or think about for three years. But there's some that I think would make me really sad. I'm just trying to wrap my head around that someone actually licked your elbow to your shoulder. Like what? What? Why do people do that? I don't know. It was really bizarre. I think, you know, drugs and alcohol had something to do with it on his part. Seemed like it from my experience with him. There's also like many, when I lived in New York for a long time, and there's a lot of touching that's unwelcome. Yeah. I don't like uh, getting my private space. I don't know you touching. It definitely has to be like, you know, consensual. Which has been less of an issue in the last few years, but you know. Yeah. During COVID, how long were things kind of shut down in the porn industry in terms of just filming and interacting? For a while. But like, you know, when we're used to having that constant connection, even if it's on set, yeah. I was definitely missing that. Like, I could not wait to get back to performing with another human being. I was like, ah, I don't want to look at a toy. <laughs> I don't want to perform with a toy. I want I want someone to talk back or just anything. Touch my shoulder, touch your hair. All those things count. Like, it's not just penetration that we're talking about. It's just like being in the same room with someone. It, that's a great energy to have. Like, it felt really great to kind of get back to set and hug your scene partner, be like, oh my God, I haven't seen you in so long. How are you? And be able to look that person in the eye. That says to me, I love, I love human experience. I love human contact. It, and and that intimacy is all types of levels, not just take, remove our clothes and have sex. It That is a great conversation with a stranger can be a beautiful, intimate transaction. How long was that cut off for, for you guys? It was for a while. I'm trying to think maybe until September, October, did I shoot with anybody else? It's kind of a blur at this point. And to me, like touch is something that we need in our lives, like hugs and appropriate consensual handshakes, hugs, touching massages are great. I fucking miss my massages. Even that, you know, I, I live a single life. I'm an introvert, so I'm not out there. I'm not slinging dick every day. Or anything like that. <laughs> so far from it. So like having human touch in these very nice, you know, fun ways is is important in my life. I, I enjoy that. It shouldn't just be what I get on set. Does that make sense? Because when I get on, yeah, you know, what happens on set is yeah. entertainment. It's acting. It's acting. It's I'm there. I'm being I'm being paid to put on a fantasy product. But so getting real human interaction, real human touching is super important. I love it. I miss it. I missed the fuck out of it when we couldn't be around people. And I really felt bad for those that couldn't be around their loved ones that were, you know, going through a, a terrible situation. I just really felt for that because you want to hold your loved one's hand. You want to be with them in person. 
when you're suffering and or you're seeing someone suffer. Three years is a long time. So a lot of stuff can happen in three years. So when we're talking about your price here, you know, are you counting in those moments where you're, go- you're going to want someone to hold your hand a little bit in certain things, man or woman, yeah. to sit next to you? Friendship. Yeah. How would this impact you, Lindsay? Coming off the tail end of a cove. COVID was really hard for me to not, like, I, I realized how much I'm soothed, how much, like, co-regulation of emotion really happens for me a lot through, like, being able to, like, touch another person or at least have, like, a hug. I never could have considered how much I would miss that. It was really intense for me. And I also, you know, I have a boyfriend and basically signing up for this would mean being the end of the relationship, which would be hard. Would it have to be the end of the relationship or could you guys talk yourself through that? Because you could always have an open relationship through those three years and come back to it if you're open and honest. Yeah, I guess that's a that's a solution. What's meant for you will come back to you. That's very true. You all say like, dear, when you come back, I'm going to have a crap ton of money. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, come back to me in three years and we'll live a beautiful life or whatever. (laughs) Do whatever you need to do in these three years and we'll just like hang out and have meals together. Whether you're in that person's face every day or you're away from them for over the three years, you never know where that relationship is going to go. In COVID, I have many renaissances of my own perspective on the world. Like I evolved so much in the pandemic because I had so much time to like sit and think about things I hadn't sat and thought about before. The way I view the world now is so much different. It's so changed from how I saw the world in 2019. And I think that's majorly due to like a bit of the isolation stuff. So it would be hard for me. I love to touch people, but three years is a long time to like not hug my mom. My parents are getting old, like not hug them. We got a lot of comments and feedback from our from people in the audience who don't like physical touch as much. And in that case... Oh, they probably would thrive in that situation. It would yeah. be like a welcome thing. Yeah. So taking them into consideration too, you could probably learn to just enjoy it knowing what you're going to get from it. Mm-hmm. For you, I mean us three, you know, to each their own if somebody's uncomfortable with it. But it's also, I think your relationship to touch is so deeply personal. Everyone is so different. Very. And that's shaped by our experiences. I could tell you that I could probably do it for not too much only because of COVID. If COVID hadn't happened, it would have been a steeper price. Now that you've experienced some of that. Yeah, I just, I kind of learned that like you can live. It's not ideal, but... It can work. I think over a period of time, it diminishes your attitude towards things. I think over a time, I think you do become a little depressed and stuff like that, especially if you can't go outside. Maybe that's what I'm also thinking. I'm thinking very COVID about this, but then I'm like, you can go to dinner with someone and never touch them. Well, I I think I'm a touchy-feely person. I think I hug and I'm I'm, I'm always like, when I yeah, God, I don't know. I'd have to live in total isolation because I think I would break the rule without meaning to break the rule because of just who I am. So I put myself in that isolation mode because I am a touchy-feely person. Even I mean, I'm not like inappropriately. I'm not grabbing someone's ass and pretend they take me out to dinner unless they want me to. <laughs> but like, I always, I hug every person that comes through my door. Hi, welcome. Thank you. Like, I don't know. That's so beautiful. You did a very good job of not hugging us at the beginning of this. You, you really tried to through the screen. So just bring your head to the bosom. Give me a big hug. Rawr. Exactly. Exactly. Well, when I come by to pick up my robe and my rubber vagina collection, 
we will have our fun. Yes. Oh my god, I'll send you one. I'm gonna send you one. You can stick the wine in the in the bag. Exactly. That's your cork stopper. I would never do that to the poor vagina. I'm kind of curious. I kind of want to fuck the fake. I kind of want to fuck the fake vagina with the wine bottle and see if it all works. If you do, I'm sure it would get a lot of attention on OnlyFans. I will video. I'm going to video it because, of, of course, it's OnlyFan material. Are you kidding me? I'll get paid dime on that. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying Lindsay and I need to see that, but I'm also not asking you not to send it to us. I want to see it. Dude, it's so fun. Like, I got it. And I, like, took it all apart and, like, like dissected it. It's so wild. It's the creepiest shit ever. I love it. I can't tell if you're just, like, really curious person or a serial killer. A little bit of both, probably. But like, I feel like maybe. It's the glasses. <laughs> it's like a 1970s, 80s serial killer move. Okay. I'm going to say $400,000 because I'm going to need the emotional counseling money for that. And I'm going to need new hobbies. And I'm going to need... A lot of things to help me move on from that time, including I want to get a pet dog and also all the allergy pills and special medications that could exist because I need to hug something fluffy during that time. Or I just hug Lindsay's dog because it's the best dog ever. And yeah, I think that that would do it for that amount of time. It's not a career derailment. It's just a, a devastating social thing. So you want to fill your time up with wonders and activities and travels. But also there's no shaking hands. If you go on a business meeting, you can't shake another person's hand. You can't even elbow it. You can't even elbow. You can't even fist bump. Well, like we do elbows in porn because we're always touching your genitals. So it's like the porn handshake. Oh. I never knew that. That is really considerate. Yeah. So if you're at a swingers party or something like that, and you know, genitals are flying all over the place, just give people elbows. It's a lot. It's more polite. You should write a book. I'm honest. Write a book. <laughs> These are really valuable tidbits that I never would have learned otherwise. And I want to read the book. My pleasure. Elbows and how I learned to stop worrying about the rubber vagina. <laughs> <laughs> I was brave as shit to come out and say my number. And you guys have left me just hanging out here wondering where you're at. So what was your number again? I said 400 in the end. Over three years. I think 400 is still asking a bit much, but I'm going to stand by 400. I want to be a little greedy because of the pain. I really want my boyfriend to come back to me at the end of all of this once he's been in his like open relationship escapades. So I really want to have a kind of lush, cush situation for him to like, well, to come back into. The sweeten the deal. I really want to sweeten the deal. But I also like during that time, because I think I would be very sad, I want to be able to afford mental health care and all of that stuff because I feel like a decline would be very easy. It could happen. So I'm going to say $1.2 million. I like that number. Ooh. Yeah, I would definitely go into the millions with that. I like the mental health aspect. I'm thinking all the weed I'd probably smoke. Just think about all the mushrooms you could take and all the adventures you could do in a year, in three years. That's what I'm saying is the money is for travel. You're going to be filling up that time. You know, enough to to buy spores, grow my own over three years, become my own hobbit, because that's basically what I'd have to probably do. Yeah, I like 3.5 million. That's what comes to my head. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. Let's see what our listeners had to say to that. So about 1% of our audience put $5 billion. $5 billion. Jeez. That's crazy. That's blown. This is interesting. So 6% of our audience put $0. One person put that they're autistic. And so that would be actually amazing. They would pay for that opportunity. And that was a recurring thing. Probably would be great for them. Yeah. I mean, a lot of respect for that idea. And the high was just exceedingly big numbers in the billions, like 
it's not worth it's just clearly people that just you know people writing things like here someone said life is not worth living without human contact to my knowledge we're social beings i can't do that i can't see myself doing that but billions of dollars might change their mind so it's just not it's not happening over half our audience was one million dollars plus a quarter of our audience was a hundred thousand dollars or less dark said 1.5 million dollars quote i thought about the fact that there are monks out there who spend over 10 years without contact and there'd be so much to learn about yourself in that time so it's just like a three-year-long sabbatical that costs 1.5 million dollars i think the biggest consideration here is that there are a lot of people who just wouldn't want to be touched anyway yeah who love the idea of that i think that's cool which i can respect that yeah totally i can respect not wanting to be touched i mean after like it's like after conventions and stuff like that i'm peopled out yeah well speaking of people who are going to touch you in different ways i could say you've really touched our hearts today with some very sweet (laughs) sentiments and insights oh thanks and some valuable info Oh, thank you. But I want to use that to segue into our last part of the show, which is the awards. I don't know if you knew about this, oh, but yeah. we like to see how we all stacked up against our audience and and get little stickers for all of that. I love awards. Let's do it. For longtime listeners, they'll know this, but Alexis, we're mixing it up and doing awards differently for the first time on this episode. So it'll be really fun to do. Oh, fun. Okay. So today we did something interesting. We took the averages for what the audience would need to be paid to do each question and added them up. So what we have here is the amount the whole audience has to be paid to do all three tasks today and then rank the three of us on where we sit on it. Did we come under? Did we come over? Did we come right in? Ew. Linz, how are you feeling about this? Well, I feel weird about that, but I feel good about this. First, let's take a look at our audience average. The total for our polled listeners to do all three tasks today was 142 million U.S. dollars. Then... We have the Lowly Liam Award, which goes to anyone that asked for under the audience average. And that goes to two people this week. It goes to Aaron, my good pal, at 40.5 million. And also, and wow, what an honor to me at 6.5 million, way under the audience average. And then we have our other award we're calling the Highly Kylie Award, which goes to anyone that was over the audience average. And that goes to Alexis at $500 million. I mean, that's pretty far over the audience average. Somebody's got some rich blood. Well, thank you very much. So this really means that in the end, you... You are the big spender compared to everybody. And <laughs> Sorry, guys. No, you are, you know, sometimes something you consume is, is a little too rich for your tastes. I think you are just the kind of richness we like. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> it's just been really nice hanging out with you and so the fun. insights and thoughtfulness and fun that you had with all this was just, you really brought a lot to the conversation that was really fun. And you're so fun. Your energy is so great. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. Yeah. Tell the people listening what you're up to, where they can find you, what's coming up in your life. So public social media. Um, I have Twitter. So if you want to get the naughtier side uh, is my Twitter. Alexis Fox. That's F-A-W-X. Um, Instagram is Alexis Fox Live. 
that gives you a little insight of my daily life and products and stuff that I have. I have a coffee brand, High AF Coffee. It is not infused. That's high, um, high altitude for coffee. We're online, but we're also in brick and mortar here. We're in a store in Las Vegas. So if you're here visiting or a local, please go ahead and stop by Corey's and buy my coffee. I have a podcast, The Highest Fox Show, where we I get high and my business partners gives me judgmental looks the whole time. It's fun. Uh, so we have a little podcast that we talk about all kinds of different things, whether it's industry, current events, cannabis, music, beer. My coffee's in a beer. You can actually get cheers to breakfast. I, I did a collab with a local brewer. So you can actually buy our beers now in stores. We just did a fresh batch and it was all delivered throughout Vegas. So let's start there <laughs> and we'll see what happens. Oh, and you can get my calendar at Fox Shop. We also have coffee bugs, calendars, so t-shirts, all kinds of stuff on there. So if you want to show your support the ethically way, come and support me. Amazing. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for teaching us how to cork a bottle of wine in a very special way. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no worries. No worries. Usually I'm teaching people how to squirt or do anal. So this is a nice change up. That was porntastic. Oh, that was a real double D Rex. It was a Triceracox. Wait, I like this game. I want to play. It was a Stegopornis Rex? No. Uh, uh, yeah, maybe in this situation, a Dong to Floris. I like this game a lot. It's the porn dinosaur game. You know what else we have a lot of fun doing? Lindsay is making this show. Yeah, it's so fun. And you know what we love even more? How much all of our listeners love playing along. So if you want to join in the fun, run as fast as you can to your nearest browser and let us know your worth. We're always putting up new polls over at humanvaluespodcast.com. While there, you can also sign up for our newsletter to receive reminders and updates. If you enjoyed today's episode, or if you just really like our show we make, please spread the word. We appreciate it so dang much. If you mention Human Values Pod on Instagram or TikTok, or leave us a review on your favorite podcasting app, and maybe leave a rating while you're there, maybe we'll choose you for a shout out. Speaking of which, we want to thank our listener, Leah N. She submitted a bunch of ideas for the show, and what do you know, some of them even made it in this week. Leah, thanks for listening and sharing some truly inspired insights. Oh, oh my God. Look at you. Look what you've done. You've reached the credits. Good for you. You're really good at listening, person over there. We're your hosts, Lindsay Hicks and Aaron Rubin Corny. Special thanks to our guest this week, Alexis Fox. Our lead producer is Rob Goldman. Our producers are Shanti Brooke and Aaron Rubin Corny. Our editor is Andrew Sims, and our music is by Omer Bensby. All information, research, and advice shared on today's episode was expressed for entertainment purposes only. Statements provided by the Human Values hosts, production team, and guests should not be taken as professional advice or fact. Human Values is a human content porn production.